Welcome to episode 55 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. It's the equality of commitment, not the abundance of gifts, that really makes a difference. Hi, this is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. On this podcast, this will be point number four in biblical financial understanding, and we are talking from 2 Corinthians 8 and 2 Corinthians 9, this great context about how God thinks about money. So I want to go to 2 Corinthians 8, verses 13 through 15. And this is how it reads from the New American Standard Translation. For this is not for the ease of others and for your affliction, but by way of equality. At this present time, your abundance being a supply for their need, so that their abundance also may become a supply for your need, that there may be equality. As it is written, he who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little had no lack. Here's what this passage is teaching, that there is a difference between equality of commitment and equality of gifts. We all have gifts that are differing. And the great teams have equality of commitment. Now, I'm a big baseball fan, and I have a uh, uh, fair good knowledge of the history you know, of baseball. I've got an old set of books that I've collected over the years, some of the, the, the baseball stories, some of the characters of the games and things like that. And I think this is true in football as well. I don't can't speak with as much authority. But, you know, when you look at some of the great teams in history, it seemed like they always had this guy or this guys that nobody knew about. And maybe they were a one-year wonder. But that guy or guys, they made just a heroic contribution to that team during their pennant run, toward their championship drive. And they were not the most gifted. They weren't a starter. But man, when they were called on, they gave it everything they had, and they performed to their maximum best level. Now, in last week's podcast, we talked about it's not according to what a man does not have. It's according to what he does have. That principle certainly applies in any kind of team, certainly in team sports, Family is a team, life is a team, ministry is a team. When I was a pastor, one of the things that I really tried to download and share with my team was, though our gifts may be different, our commitment to the Lord and to the church had to be the same. Now, that's both kind of a very high standard uh, to call people on who are working full-time jobs and doing everything they can with their families and their life and still serving in the church. But it's also very freeing in this sense that everything they bring to the table is something good, something valuable, and something that's needed. And one of the ways I would measure that, I would say, you know, whatever you've agreed to do, whatever you said God has called you to do, whatever ministry you're involved in, you should be as prepared in that as I am when I get up to speak on a Sunday morning. And that's just one dimension of pastoral ministry, but it's, it's an easy one to illustrate. I said, if I got up uh, 
on Sunday morning and said, you know, I really didn't have time this week and, and I was busy and some things happened and the dog got sick and, uh, you know, and, and I wasn't able to do my job. I mean, I might get away with that once in a lifetime, but, you know, that would not convince people that this was a church that had integrity or a vision or a mission or something they would be excited to be a part of. And I would share this with our team members that when they took on responsibilities, that their commitment was greater than their gifts. In other words, they didn't have to be as gifted as the next guy or the next gal. That's not what God was asking for, not what I was asking for. But what they had to do was be completely committed to do what they could do. And that's what he's talking about in this passage regarding money. He says that at this present time, your abundance being a supply for their need, so their abundance may be a supply for your need, that there may be quality. In other words, he... What's he talking about here? Equality of opportunity. And I think one of the things, by the way, in leadership that I think sometimes we miss is we approach giving people responsibility as a burden rather than an opportunity. And I think that's a great failure of much of leadership. You know, I get teased a lot. My kids tease me. He said, Dad, you'll ask anybody to do anything. And I guess my thinking is, hey, if I'm willing to do it, it's worth doing because I'm not going to do things, in my opinion, that aren't worth doing. I'm not just going to do them for the sake of doing them. And if I believe it's a God thing and I'm doing it, I'm going to invite other people to do it. You know, I always had a saying. It was very simple. Look, I'll have the liberty to ask and you have the liberty to say yes or no. And honestly, I very seldom got ruffled with people that just said, no, I can't do it, or no, I won't do it, or whatever it may be. At least they were being upfront. But I believed in giving people the opportunity to say yes or no. And I think sometimes when we hedge around and we hint around and we're not clear, uh, it's not a good thing. And I think in many churches, what happens is there are certain go-to people and in business, you can do the same thing. In your family, with your kids, you can do the same thing. Well, I know I, I know that person will do it, so I'll just ask them. So we just keep piling it on that person. And they are gracious, and they do it. But the problem is, in doing that, they may be neglecting the very area that they're most fruitful in. And sometimes you've got to let things fall to the ground. Sometimes things just got to crash and burn to get people's attention. Say, well, you know, you didn't do it. You were supposed to do it. And nobody bailed you out. Okay, so your equality of commitment is very critical. You really are a part of the team. Doesn't it row you if you watch your favorite team and there's like maybe somebody that's really special, talent, good, and they feel like they don't have to practice as hard or they don't have to show up or something? Uh, doesn't that kind of a, a offend you? I think maybe God might get offended with us sometimes. You know, there were times where I would I would get people to say, listen, you, you have something that you really need to bring to this team. And if you're on the team, then you gotta you gotta deliver, you gotta commit. If you're not on the team, that's fine. Come to church, be blessed, be a spiritual consumer. But God is looking for some spiritual distributors around here that'll do something with what they've got. See, what he's talking about here is it doesn't matter how much money you have. That literally is the context. All right. He's talking about the opportunity and that the rich people and the poor people are going to be given the same opportunity to give. 
And by the way, I don't think we should deny people that opportunity. I think sometimes I think we're being socially sensitive, but we're being theologically irresponsible. You know, Charles Spurgeon, at the height of his ministry in England, you know, there was still a lot of poverty during that time. And there were almshouses and orphan houses and widow houses. And uh, the story is told, you know, he tells it, of going in to serve communion and found out that one of the widows was not tithing. And he would not even serve her communion. He was so offended that she was receiving uh, life sustenance from the rest of the church and that she wasn't given back. And she said, well, I don't have much. He said, but you, but you have something. This is about equality. And the one principle about the tithe, of course, this passage, by the way, is not talking about the tithe. It's talking about giving. The tithe is bringing. We bring our tithe. We don't give our tithe because it's owed to God. But we, when we give. So this passage is talking about giving. It's not talking about the tithe. But the tithe is kind of a the entry level where we do the wave offering like they did in the Old Testament. Said, okay, God, this this is yours. If there's anything else more you want, it's wonderful. You can have it. But in God's economy, the rich and the poor were asked to give the same. Okay. Now they had a different volume they could give, and I can tell you this as a pastor: some of our biggest percentage givers were not always people that had a lot of money. Uh, we had a, a lady in our church that had, uh, you know, been married and divorced many years before and had lived on her own and had scrapped out a living and and basically would take anything on. Doing She did not have a lot of money. Uh, but I'll tell you what, she inspired the people around her. And I'm just not talking about serving. I'm talking about giving. I'm talking about digging in to their wall to give. She inspired. Uh, I would show her giving to our leadership team and say, listen, this is what this lady is giving. This is the standard. She's upping us. She's calling us out. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's a great equalizer and I think when we do not feel like we have a lot to give sometimes, and there's times in our lives we, we feel that way, uh, that we ought to be honored and privileged that God looks us at us with equality that we're able to give. He said, this isn't for your affliction. I'm not asking you to give so others don't have to give. And one of the big mistakes I think middle class and lower class people make, financially speaking, is that we look at people with more resources and we think, well, we'll just wait for them to give it. And we, and we miss the blessing of that. And we become kind of entitled in our thinking about giving. I don't think that's pleasing to God. I'd encourage you to read these verses and see what he talks about, the equality of the opportunity and the equality of the giving. Remember, it's the equality of the commitment, not the abundance of gifts that really make a difference. Hey, this is Keith Tusi, Leadership in Context. Hey, call a friend, share this, send this podcast to them, and bless them. Today, Keith continued the discussion on giving. We don't have to be as gifted as the next person. We just have to be completely committed to do what we can do. God is looking for spiritual distributors that will do something with what they have. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. 
join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at inourpastors. See you next week.